A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. What is on your to do list this weekend? This weekend is just me refreshing the Patreon page. Because, hey, folks, we've relaunched our Patreon page. (laughs) I know you just probably sat through an advert, but now we're going to give you another one. Of course. For our Patreon page. So this is actually going to be quite fun because we have an innovative new idea Mm. that we've ripped off from another sport, which is Wrestle League. So we've been doing Wrestle League since Survivor Series. Yes. Well, this is kind of like a running collation of all our predictions over multiple cards. So Survivor Series, NXT TakeOvers, New Japan Wrestle Kingdoms, Impact Homecomings, and it's going to culminate at the Royal Rumble. And at the moment, me, you and Laurie, out of, I guess, a potential 50, 60 matches overall that we predicted, we're all tied at 30. It's so average. I thought... Like, doing this, it would open up wider gaps, but it hasn't. It just shows how ordinary we are. Oh, we're so ordinary. Yeah. We are bang average. <clears throat> um, but we're still, I think we're joint fourth in our... So we're, we're playing it, of course, between us three, and the winner becomes the champion, and the loser has to do a recorded music video like we've done before. Uh, yes, uh, we are joint... Hang on. Yes. It's difficult because there's he's lots got a, of... Isn't, well, yeah, and he's got a terrible way of... Like, Randy Danson's doing this with a horse. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, third, fourth, fifth. We're joint fifth. Joint fifth. So the reason we're joint fifth out of three of us is because we're doing it with the whole Wrestle Talk writers team. And I got screwed. And you didn't get screwed. I did get screwed. So that was the... It was clearly I just pointed you, out I just want to let announcers you announcers' know. desks aren't tables. I just want to let you know, and I'm going to tell you this now, because you are then free to change your mind come next Sunday. If you were to decide that I was screwed and I was right, Laurie would be bottom, and you would no longer be joint bottom. Why? Because he got the bonus points. Ah, right, I which see. Which means a bonus point would be taken away from him and put onto me. I see. Which means you would then be middle of the group the, and you would not be in fear. Try and connive. All I'm saying is that come, oh my if, God. if it comes to next Sunday and you and Laurie are joint bottom, there's a way out of it. 
There's you a way you are can get out of this. me a deal with the devil. I want to get into the good place, sir. I'm not going <laughs> to take your shortcuts. We know, though, there is no way to get into the good place. I'm going to get it. No, not with that attitude. So, and that's a potential spoiler <laughs> for that great show. Uh, the So, yes, we got sidetracked with the promotion. How dare we? Let's get, this is why we don't do more unstructured adverts. <laughs> Because every podcast would be like a 15-minute advert for for Beer 52 yep. or Hymns. Or Could be for anything, yeah. One day, a mattress. Oh, that, that's the dream, that's isn't the dream. it? You want a mattress, I want Squarespace. Mm. Uh, th- th- I think those are, the, those are the first podcast ads. We were like, wow, Although we're selling that. We, uh, the one that we're going to be coming having on the US uh, podcast feed soon, mm. sh- I mean, it should have really been up by now, but I haven't had the creative cross for it. It's also a Pritchard sponsor. Yes, that's exciting. Coming for you, Pritchard. We're in the same ballpark. So, Wrestle League, we're we're joint fifth with thirty <laughs> points. How much has Randy? That's oh, that's just closed. I think down. he's got like thirty-eight. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we've got thirty points, and he has got thirty-eight points, and he's top. He is top by four points. So isn't that bizarre that the person organising the entire Could I just, I mean, thing, he, he's not come in, so just go, I haven't screwed it up, I haven't r- fudged the scores, this is genuine, I've hey, had people, look at it. Hey, he's ill right now. But that was an uncanny impression. <laughs> <laughs> Get better soon, Get Randy. Get better soon, Randy, we love you. Uh, the... Yeah, so, what we're going to do... I'm just from, Pete's doing well. From Royal Rumble onwards... If you obviously pledge now at the $5 amount, you get to enter this and you sort of will post up on Patreon every time we do a round of predictions. Be like a Google link to a form. You go through, you tick them, and then you'll appear in the Wrestle League mm. and see where you rank alongside myself, Luke Laurie, and the rest of the Wrestle Tykes. And it'll be yeah. fun times. I'm it'll looking be, forward to it. I'm really looking forward to this as well. I think Wrestle League I is a really happens. fun idea. <laughs> yeah. I think Wrestle League is one of the better ideas you have had in terms of keep making predictions mean something, but also postponing doing yes. punishments. Yeah. Like we've got like a good three to four month gap between each one. So there's less work for us to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very clever. But we've got more savage punishments than anyone else <laughs> on YouTube. So savage. Yeah. So the idea is that these that the league will peak every I did four or five times. So I want them to peak on big paper, bigger, big four. Yeah, or the five. big, the big five. Yeah, yeah. So money in the bank would count, I suppose. So every two months. Um, but yeah, so that's the first one. That five dollars a month, you can enter that, and we'll be pushing it loads. Don't you? Worry. Oh, don't you worry about it. And if you haven't already heard from the very happy ten dollar a month backers, we've we've reformatted ramble club for a fifth time <laughs> but i think this is the this is the keeper uh because it's just me it's we listen to you guys and we brought laurie on mm-hmm. so it's a, a three-man booth podcast the audio issues will be sorted out next time because we're getting a little revamp of the studio and we just get drunk yeah we drink beer and we talk nonsense. Sometimes it's wrestling. Sometimes it's about Mighty Max. I think we need to drink more next time, though, because I had one beer last time mm. uh, because I wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. Well, we'd, maybe we'll have some shots, Ooh. some drinking games. We'll play Ring of Fire. No, let's not. Let's not <laughs> act like knobs. Or maybe we have rules. Like if oh, someone says no. a certain word. I shouldn't have said anything. Don't, make, don't take the fun out of drinking. 
Put more fun and rules in. No, rules do not make drinking fun. Rules make everything fun. They really don't, Monica. Um, we've got this email here from Ryan. Oh, uh, sorry. $10 as well. You'll get your name in the credits of a Wrestle Talk video. Absolutely. And if you are, if, if you want to stretch to a $50 level, oh. you will not only have your names in the credits of Wrestle Talk videos, you'll become part of the bumper mm. for the Wrestle Talk videos and this Wrestle Talk podcast. Yeah, so it'll go support Wrestle Talk. Thanks, Dan. I'm just because it's probably going to be Dan, the first person. <laughs> As this email comes in from Ryan, hi Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and not hi to Randy, Randy, Dashen. Well played. Brackets close enough. Uh, my name is Ryan, and for the last three years, I've silently watched and listened along to the podcast, excellent, consistent humour, and sometimes there's a little bit of news too. Uh, I currently live in Prague, which is the brackets Czech Republic, though I'm originally from Luton Tan. And last summer, 2018, WWE came to Prague. This is a Rusev hey, by the way. Mm. Well, he says it's a Rusev hey, but we'll be the judge of that. Uh, it was around the time of my birthday in my, uh, my so my Syrian friend who I introduced to WWE and I decided to go see WWE Smackdown Live that was super live we were super excited about what golden nuggets we would get to see at the house shows in the form of crowd spots live shows are famously more fun than TV tapings according to the internet yeah. so we donned our Rusev Day t-shirts and entered the arena surrounded by the finest of the fine in wrestling fans from all around the world brackets Prague has an average 40% expat population close brackets which was awesome which was mostly stag do's <laughs> uh, generally the show was highly entertaining and I'm so glad I got to see Daniel Bryan versus The Miz in the flesh before I die top notch stars for you stars for them stars in my eyes the main event came around and AJ Styles teamed with the club to face Debar and Shinsuke Nakamura I don't remember much from that match because I spent a whole lot of time shouting too sweet me AJ like mm -hmm. the Marky Mark I am. <laughs> At the end of the match, the Victorious Club came ringside to take pitch and two sweet fans. This was my moment. I was finally going to touch AJ Styles, my fifth favorite wrestler in the whole world. He reached towards me with his two sweet raised in salute. <gasps> he looked me in the eyes and said, too sweet me, bro. <gasps> I reached for the too sweet and as I did, the guy next to me decided no! to shove himself into my path and I poked AJ Styles in the eye. Not a great Rusev, hey, but I'll never forget my first WWE events. IJ Styles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah, what an asshole the other guy was. Yeah, you remember when we got that email from Jaron Walker, who like bought tickets for an NXT thing, and he uh, yeah, oh, he found bought someone sitting in. His he seat. bought the tickets from the guy, and he'd essentially yeah. stolen money from them. Yeah, mm. remember that? God, why are some people dicks? I don't know. Yeah. Bad place. Bad. Send bad, him to the bad place. Absolutely bad place. Um, I'm going to try and find another Rusev. Why are you, all these Rusev Hayes are so long? Here's a short one. Uh, hi, Luke, Ollie, Fake Door, and Not Randy. This is a short Rusev Hay. I recently was at a pop culture convention that Mark Henry was a guest at. I went to him intending on getting an autograph, and he was an incredibly nice guy. As he was doing the autograph for me, he suddenly looked up and said, Oh, damn. From out of nowhere, a giant inflatable Pikachu rounded the corner in our direction. <laughs> Pikachu! And, Ma and Mark Henry started laughing with a huge smile. He seemed to really enjoy himself at that convention, and it was a fun meeting. The same day, my friend met Scott Steiner, <laughs> who was much less happy to be there and hardly said a word to anyone. Thanks for all the content you put out. Regards, Dylan. That's a great, that's a brilliant kind of Rusev, hey, I like. I get ridiculously excited when Pikachu... <laughs> just appears anywhere yeah you can say pikachu to me 
I just get happy. <laughs> and it's not a weird sexy thing like with other animated bunnies. Judy Hops. This is a Pokemon. Mm. It's nothing like a uh, a bunny. Are you going to be excited for Detective Pikachu then? I'm very excited. It looks um, so fluffy. It does look so fluffy. I'm going to do this quick ruse of hay before we get into the what main the hell, show. Man? I know, but it's a very short one and you will like this one. I, I thought I'd do this now because oh, we could do an so agony arts in the outro. Minutes. Hi Luke, Ollie, Laurie and not Randy. I just got home from a small independent show from my hometown. This show had some pretty decent matches and had a few names from the past there too. I walked to the ring during the intermission and took a picture with none other than Buff the Stuff Bagwell, Ollie's friend Buff. Bagwell and Big Popper Pump Scott Steiner. When I went up to Steiner, we got the picture, and I said, "I'm 33 and a third percent chance that you're getting too <laughs> old for this." He got mad and told me to get out the ring. I did, but not before taking a bump, throwing myself as hard as I could, and I went down to the mat, rolling out. As always, picture it didn't happen, and there is yeah, a picture right. of our emailer in question, who is called Harrison, uh, with him, with Buff the stuff, and with Scotty Steiner. Uh, he's also got a little cheeky selfie with Buff there. Buff is lovely. He's he's a real sweetheart. Yeah, uh, I like it that you oh, say we're he's trying to get the outro. <laughs> trying to get to the show, man. Yes, that's the. Uh, <laughs> That's always characterise Ollie as the person who's anti-fun, when really he's the guy who's trying to let us go home on time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Buff, let me tell you about Buff. Tell me about Buff. It's like when you're a friend, when you would say, I, I wouldn't consider him a friend. I would love to say he's a friend. He has no idea who I am. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't recognise me. No? You reckon no. not? No. Do you reckon Zach would? I spent one evening with him. Oh, Zach does recognise me. Right, he rag. comes. He comes up and hugs me at shows. <laughs> it makes me feel so amazing, and I don't like to show that it makes me feel so amazing because that wouldn't make me look very cool. Mm. So I just kind of retreat into myself for two minutes and freak out, and then I'm back in the room. Nice. Yeah. I was actually just watching his uh, Ring of Honor match on TV this week. It was very very. Good. <laughs> Well, let's get into the show, shall we? It's a 12, nearly a 13-minute intro here, but that was mostly Ollie waffling on about Wrestle League. Uh, so here <laughs> is the show. We're going to be talking about what other, what else really but AEW and those rumours that the Revival have asked for their release to go there. Here's the show. Well, there was some fun news this week. Wasn't there? Just. Yes. So we're, we're, we're honest to God story. Before all the Raw stuff happened, we were going to see Glass at the cinema. <laughs> yeah. And we, we were we were sitting down eating pizza before going to see Glass. And New which, York Fold. Yeah, which highly recommended. Is is out now because it came out in theatres on Friday. Yes, yes. And today's Saturday. And Laurie was just you know, he wasn't really paying attention to us. He as, was just on his phone. As he often does. Yeah, and he just said, Hey, the revival apparently asked for their WWE release. Hey guys, I'm gonna interrupt your boring conversation with something much more interesting. You're talking about what you're gonna do this weekend? Boring. boring yeah and uh i it, i like stuff like this not only is it salacious it's gossipy it could potentially have huge ramifications these might be the first act to say no wwe we're going to try and make something better of ourselves in this new upstart promotion aew which is where all the speculation is that they're gonna go yeah and also it's nice to go to bed knowing what I'm going to title the news the next day. Oh, that is always nice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's I like, like that. It's like when the Observer gets released nice and early on a Thursday because I can prep stuff then for Friday Super News. It's very good. It's a very specific thing. Yeah. I think just for us and other wrestling news YouTubers, but yeah, that's good. So, The Revival. 
they uh, the, the, this originally came out from Sean Ross Sapp, who's just excellent at covering this sort of stuff. He did a really good job with all the Enzo Amore stuff when that broke last year. Sort of the year anniversary now, isn't it? Mm. It was the wasn't that the Monday before Royal Rumble? It was the Raw twenty fifth anniversary show. It was oh, the day of. Crikey. I actually forgot Raw 25 was a yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I wish I could. <laughs> and the, the, his article said that it was very uncommittal. It said, look, I've heard, I've heard people say there's a feeling backstage that the Revival asked for their release after a backstage incident. Mm-hmm. Back, I, when I heard backstage incident, I thought, was there a... Did Sun Sinkara get in a fight? He is, well, he's training again in the performance center. Mm. It could have very well been him. But no, it seems like the incident they're referring to is just the revival going up to management and saying, we're done. Now, Dave Meltzer then followed that up on Wrestling Observer Radio, said they did ask for their release. That's what he's claiming, uh, 100%. And then in the Observer... He noted that it was literally as soon as their match with Lucha House Party was over, they walked up and asked for their release while in their gear. Which that is, is bowling. It's a pretty badass move, really, isn't it? To just walk out the like walk backstage and be like, "We'd like to be released now." Yeah, I don't know if there's any documentation involved in asking for your release. I'm sure there's a formal letter. So, where would one put that in one's pants? Yes. So, I, in my mind, Scott and Dash, they walk up to Triple H or Vince, whoever's at Gorilla. Michael Hayes and they they reach into their pants like Mick Foley with Mr. Socko and pull out a baby oil sodden rather smelly yeah letter saying I I'm formally requesting my release from my contract absolutely but it should be noted cuz uh I'm going to bring up the quote here now revival um, so if, if it, if it disproves one. if it disproves my baby oil pant theory uh, okay, yeah, I don't so want to hear the revival after their win over Kalisto and Metalik on the 13th of January Raw while still in their gear asked for their release as of press time they haven't been given their release the word we got is that nobody who asks for their release right now is expected to be given it for obvious reasons what are those obvious reasons, Luke? Well, what, well, one would assume it's because there's a little upstart called AEW that's sort of lurking in the background, really annoying WWE fanboys at the moment because it's in the news a lot. Mm. And the word is that WWE a little bit... Of, like, I also heard... I can't remember where I heard this now. That um, I think Meltzer might have said this on Wrestling Observer Radio, that WWE are telling a lot of independent wrestlers... We're going to give you. We've got really, really good competitive deals that we will offer you very soon. Don't sign in with anyone else just yet, because we may want to offer you something at some point. Oh, that is. I would not. That is. <laughs> that is an offer from a wolf. Yes, because I think that WWE, particularly with all the Khan's money, are a bit concerned. Mm. Although they, no TV deal has been announced. We have heard through Chris Jericho that it is very, very good TV deals with primetime TV, um, and you know Jericho. Has has chosen to go to AEW over going back to WWE, that they, they, they might cause some concern for them as a company, or the wrestling landscape, and therefore they want to try and tie down the people that they've got. And that might include, because it's not just the revival that have reportedly asked for their release, it was also Mike and Maria Kanellis. Mike uh, Kanellis hasn't really done anything since coming to WWE. He So on Cage Match... He's listed as having four matches on SmackDown. Yeah, but he moved to 205 in 2017. Live. But he did move to 205 Live. When was that, though? A couple of months ago? <sighs> it might have been longer than that. Mm. I don't know. 
But that would require someone to watch 205 Live, which don't, doesn't happen very often. Well, he, uh, he, after he joined, he had a great debut at Money in the Bank. Yeah, uh, with Maria Canellis with... This, this is the greatest, greatest love I've ever known. I'm burning up in your love, your love. Brilliant. That, that should have made him a main eventer right off the I bat, know. really. That, for me, was already in the mix of CFO Money's best ever work. Oh, absolutely. With Glorious and Nakamura's theme. Yeah. I love that, that when, song. That was when they were right at a peak of their creative high. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they've, they haven't reached that since. No, no. Um, a difficult second album time now, I, I think, is, for yeah. them. It's folklore and superstition. So, can that, but then Canellis was, they, they never really decided what their act would be. And it became like Maria met Mike in a gift card store and he's not actually a trained wrestler. He's just a guy that Maria found. It was just such a bad gimmick. And then Mike just sort of disappeared from telly and Maria along with him. Maria was pregnant. There's that reason. But then Mike has you know, publicly documented this himself, had a quite a big battle overcoming a painkiller addiction. Mm-hmm. So well done for him for getting over Absolutely. that. Now he's on 205 Live. But yes, the, the pro wrestling sheet report. So it's crazy that these two things came out at the same time. Just, it feels like longer, but really only eight days removed from that AEW rally. It was, it's yeah. changed. It's already changed the universe, as, as Jericho, Jericho would say. Yeah. Uh, but they, the, the exact quote from pro wrestling sheet is, the Canellas I have been unhappy with the way they've been used in WWE for a while and finally made the decision a few weeks ago to request their releases. Now, I'm sure with the revival and with many others, there are a lot of people who are unhappy with how they've been used in WWE for a while. Oh, Duke. All you've got to do is check out Zack's Ryder, uh, Zach Ryder's Twitter, I suppose. Mm. He went through all of 2018 without having a match on Raw and then, like, complete dicks they booked him for it on the christmas show or whatever it was i like think the, it was the, the new last, year's eve the new year, that's yeah. it, it was the new year's eve show. he could have had a whole year but like they had to ruin it didn't they yeah they couldn't even let him be bad <laughs> uh, but then so you were talking about Meltzer saying that wwe won't let people leave the company and this, unfortunately, is quite a quite a nasty, in my opinion, business practice that they've employed before with Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan. Rey Mysterio was famously sort of made to sit out. They froze his contract whenever he was injured, and that meant like his contract would never expire. Like, what a crazy, what like employment role to find yourself in, where say you take out a year contract, you get to ten months in, you're like, oh, I'm not going to renew, and then they're like, ah, oh, we're not going to use you. Yeah. For five years. Exactly. So your contract's frozen. So you will, in perpetuity, have two months left on your contract and you won't be able to work anyone anywhere else. It's insane. Yeah, and the same thing happened with Daniel Bryan. Mm. When he was, when he, before he re-signed, was very openly talking about going elsewhere. But he couldn't because he couldn't get out of a contract. Well, his contract was going to expire, though, mm. September 1st, by all accounts. But that could have been moved back even further because there was that period when he retired from in-ring competition and when he became a SmackDown commissioner, general, general manager, manager, my apologies, where that, I, I, as far as I understand, that year and a bit he was out, not doing anything, his contract was frozen. Yes. So really, the, the contract should have been up a year before. I think that's how that works in the UK. The US's employment laws are just really, really quite bad for 
whoever's the the workers are. It's, are you, you trying know. to say that corporations don't really care about their employees and only care about their bottom line? No, no. What I'm saying is that the game is wrong. You can't hate players hate playing the game, player. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that what what might happen. And this is why I think it's bizarre that the Revival have asked for their contracts releases mm. now and, and the Canelises. Who knows when their contracts come up? But I swear I had somewhere that the Revivals were up this year. That's why they were one of like the forefront of people who could jump to AEW, as well as the F the Revival storyline on being the elite with the Young Bucks. Yeah, and that's why like people like Gallus and Anderson were also named, because, mm. and AJ Styles being another one, because those were names that have contracts that are up in January. By all accounts, AJ Styles still yet to sign a contract Ooh, with WWE. That's exciting. And, yeah, that I just don't see, with, with WWE's track record of freezing people's contracts by not using them, or, like, maybe going back to when the Revival were injured when they were first called up in 20, 2016, 2017? I can't remember. Yeah. It's not been a great run for them on the main roster also, at all. Also, WWE years just tend to sort of blur into each other. Yeah. There's only sort of like WrestleMania seemed to stand out, but every other thing, every other month could just, could have been any year. In my head, it goes 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2006, 2011, <laughs> yeah. and then now, I just, there's just big, much, big, big blurs. Oh, there's huge chunks of time yeah, that yeah. could be anywhere. Well, like Daniel Bryan wrestled for all of that time, I think, in my <laughs> head. Randy Orton as oh, well. The, I think he headlined every pay-per-view yeah, around that like period. That. So I, I just... If I, multiple very reliable sources have said the revival have handed in their notice, yeah, I just don't see why they did this now when there's the danger of them getting their contracts frozen. When they could just wait a couple of months and go, "Hey, contracts up. See you later, boys. Well, hey, we're out of here. Off, yeah. Play me off, Dawson." Exactly. And they get a big piano out. They they walk up with their shiny new contracts mm. and say like, "Hey, you get a sign." And they're like, "Nope, no thanks." I've already packed my gear. It's in the car. No, no, they're wearing their gear again in this story. <laughs> he produces a pen from his trunks yeah. and then throws it over his shoulder. Yeah. Maybe he itches up his nose first, like, then he like chucks Like an airhead, he grabs the, pay, grabs the contract and wipes his ass on it. Yeah, something like that. So uh, I I don't see the Canelisi. I mean, that, that would be a good get because Mike Bennett was really, really good before he went to WWE. I used to love him in Ring of Honor. He was like, Maria was so good in Impact as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and if... Brandy really wants to build that women's division, like to have a Maria there, not necessarily as a wrestler, but just as star presence and as a talker. Mm -hmm. That'd be great. That'd be great for AEW. Um, there was another caveat to all of this, not a caveat, but a, a layer. Did you see WrestleVotes' tweet? I did not see WrestleVotes' mm. tweet. WrestleVotes, another very reliable source. They are very, very good. Yeah. Some interesting reports of multiple superstars requesting to be released by WWE. They are more than likely true. Keep in mind, however, WWE does not have to honour those requests. A mid-card superstar dating during the middle of 2018 asked for his release, and WWE refused. <laughs> Who could that have been? I bet you it was Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder... I mean, there's although, something... although he did say mid card, which would definitely that would discredit. Yeah, Zach I think Ryder Zach Ryder is a bit lower down. I Meltzer said something on uh, Observer Radio that Almas was close to quitting, but they get they started giving him a push, and that was oh. part of the reason he stayed. So I don't know, like mid card 2018 could very well be. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, I it's it's a it's a very interesting time, and it looks like just a week after that first rally. 
the floodgates might already be opening with a lot of disgruntled WWE wrestlers going jumping ship already. Chris Jericho's uh, podcast this week is kind of a fascinating listen. Mm. Very grandiose on Jericho's part because it does ma- he makes himself sound like, well, the whole reason AEW is working is because I've signed. And it, it, the whole episode really... The reason why New Japan's doing so well at the moment is because I'm there. I had a five-star match with Kenny Omega last year. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. In the third yeah. person. I'm pretty sure that New Japan are now selling out the Tokyo Dome because I'm on the card. You're doing it wrong. Because Chris Jericho okay. is on the card. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it literally, it's, oh, yeah. In the third in person. In the third person. <laughs> but it's a fascinating listen because the way that he sort of talks about AEW really is of this... Like incredibly new and exciting venture that could actually change the wrestling landscape. He kind of like listed off all of these new upstart companies that he hears so much about. Like every few months or so, it feels like there's a new company that's at the woodwork. There's a new company here. There's a new company there, and they're always the ones going like, "We're going to do something. We're going to do something different. This, that, and the other." But none of them ever like go anywhere. But he said like this is the first time that it's ever really felt like that is this is going to cause a change. Mm. This is going to change the way that the wrestling landscape is, and that's that's very exciting. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sure. 
If you're wondering to yourself, what the heck is a craft gimmick? Well, that's a segment we do here each and every Saturday on the Wrestle Ramble, where you, the SWAF Nation, send to us your craft gimmick suggestions, and we, the bookers of craft gimmick wrestling, decide whether we want to sign them or not. Nearly got through that whole sentence there without flubbing a line. I was even thinking, Luke's doing well doing this. Yeah. And then you didn't. Talking's not really my forte either. You you were you were just a few words away. I know. It's like Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to get that. Luke, <laughs> probably Luke. <laughs> not because it was a conversation we had yesterday on the tube. <laughs> Luke, Luke can't complete the last, the penultimate ep- uh, episode. It's, uh, yeah, but essentially, it's the second to last level on Castlevania. I I, I get killed uh, in the hallway before you get to death, and then eventually I can get to death, and then I I lose when I'm fighting mm. death. Because the ideal way to play the final level, the, the penultimate level, is to have holy water, which you get at the start of the level, and make your whole way through there. So you kind of got to complete that whole level in one run, because otherwise it's very difficult to beat death at the end. And I've been doing it for twenty years, and I've just never been able to finish it. I'm glad we cleared up that anecdote. Well, you start yeah. here. Uh, the you know what's exciting about crap gimmick wrestling now that the Patreon relaunch has been announced mm. that if we get to fifteen hundred Patreons, Pod Swafters, Swaf Nation, after no that doesn't count in this audience, but the well, they we, would do because they watch the they watch Swafters, the YouTube show and then listen to uh, the yeah, outro after Swafters, after Swafters, after Swafters, after Swafters. <laughs> We look after if we get to fifteen hundred patrons, we thanks to some new developments behind the scenes, we are going to run a live wrestling show. We're not going to start a promotion. No, no, no nothing not like that. But we'll put on a wrestling show. We'll get in like a few promotions here and there, and sort of curate a bunch of matches. But hey. Maybe we get some people to do crap gimmick wrestling. We could bring some of these crap gimmicks to life. Will Ospreay as Kaiju. <laughs> Would you... Is that how you'd want to use Will Ospreay on your Incorrectly, show? Incorrectly, yes. <laughs> I'd make him do just ground-based stuff. He's good at submissions, though. Just grapple. He's good at everything. Well, however you use Will will probably be It'll amazing. be a five-star yeah. match. He uh, came... A second, I believe, in like uh, Meltzer was chronicling like mm. the top like people who had the best star ratings throughout the year. I think Osprey came second or third uh, throughout He's the year. He's incredible. Very, very good. Uh, anyway, so crap gimmicks, bit like 90s, but you know the deal. Dylan Wall has uh, suggested this came in from August 7th. Backlog, got to get through them. Uh, howdy, Luke and Oliver. Name's Dylan Wall. Hope you enjoy this one. So the entrances start with the lights going out, and all you hear is the hustle and bustle. People talking loudly, and a cup of coffee being, caught, being poured into a coffee cup. And then all you see is three Bs pop up on screen. Triple B. Big Bad Barista. He comes to the ramp with a snobby, snobby attitude and a hop... Deary me. He comes down the ramp with a snobby attitude and a cup of hot coffee. Dressed up with thick black frame glasses, a scarf, and an I'm better than you attitude. His music is so always... Laurie. <laughs> His music is always different and always some weird, obscure song that no one has heard of. But it changes it because it goes too mainstream. I think we have had this before. I don't I... remember it. Um, anyway, it's, you're going to get the idea. Um, 
His signature move is the barista bomb with the finisher, would you like room for cream? And he puts them in an armbar and an ankle lock, depending on how you want the match to go or what body part is weaker, and not all the way until you give him an answer. But because he knows better than them about coffee, he knows that you don't put cream in your coffee if you want takes the full natural flavor of coffee. So he fully locks in the move anyway. He is also known for starting factions and leaving when people join because it became too mainstream. Thank you, Luke and Oliver, for the podcast. Gives me something to listen to while I'm at work. Keep up the consistent content and great work you do whenever you guys come to california stop by bakersfield where ollie can see what american monopoly pieces look like guns cowboy hats and hey love you bye i so if if this has been submitted before i don't remember it no um barista what's the name again barista big bad barista big bad barista it's a parody of (laughs) a hipster Mm, yes which, which we've had many times before yeah i See, it's because I've one of my first ever wrestling memes that I made and posted on a board, which never didn't get any traction, <coughs> was Batista. It was like a, a black and white photo. He was behind a coffee shop thing and he was just standing there. It was a crudely made meme that could have been a lot, it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. But the idea is it's Barista, it's Batista the Barista. So I, I think that's so funny. I like my idea better. <laughs> And he even used the animal, that as well because the he animal calls Batista, it, because he calls himself the barista bomb. Yeah. So he was already there. I just I think he fell down a, a sort of hole there with the how you like your holds and yeah. Yeah. I also think you just fell down a hole of just being I hate I just hate hipsters so much. Uh, this one comes in from William Kime on August eighth. Hi Luke, Ollie, and El Fakador. I'm a long time listener, first time submitter to the show, and love the consistent Submit. work you do. Uh, I have two crap gimmicks to pitch for you guys, but because you've only got uh, you're only signing one a week, I may leave my other submission until later. Brackets, it's a lot longer than this one with quite a bit of fantasy booking with it. But oh, here God. is a wrestler with a crap gimmick. He would go by the name Lim Rick. He'd wear green and be Irish. And in his matches would finish with a sick drop called the Poetic. Hope you guys like it. Got the inspiration from the haiku suggestion a few weeks ago. Um, cheers for all the work. Keep up the knocking the podcast out of the park. I'd love to become a pledge hammer, but due to recently being made redundant, I can't justify the money when I've got nappies to buy for a newborn daughter. Lots of love, Will. They don't, I, they, you don't need nappies for a, do- a newborn. No? No. No. Take them outside. Like a dog. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon needs your support. So yeah, so he has suggested a gimmick which is and he submitted it in the form of a limerick. Here is a wrestler with a crap gimmick. He would go by the name Limerick. He would wear green and be Irish, and his match would finish with a sick leg drop called Poetic. Mm, yeah, I I I don't think they're half rhymes at a stretch, some of them. Uh, I like the name Limerick. Mm. I just think that's good. <laughs> and I, I just I really like the idea of it. Um, but I don't think that's a good limerick. And the great thing about haiku was, was it was a perfect, was a haiku. perfect haiku and it got over everything. I just think, yeah. I don't know if we've shared this on the... I think we might have done it on the podcast, but not in the main show itself. But mm. we met the guy who submitted haiku. Yeah, yeah. He, met, he came up to us at a Rev Pro show and said, I'm the guy who did haiku. And we freaked out more than... <laughs> I was we, so excited. Yeah, we were so happy. Yeah. And it, it sort of become... I wanted it, my photo with him. Yeah, it became that way round. Yeah. Um, where are we? As this one comes in from Jake Leach on August 11th. Right, here goes. The Jackals. A tag team akin to Sanity who act like wolves in a pack. B. 
big twist, this is a woman's only trio who will grab a random guy when mixed tag team action is in play. The team goes as follows. Rachel, aka the Alpha, a larger Scottish woman with fiery ginger hair, she walks to the ring snarling at the audience and will often punch the commentators or knock out the referee before the match. Her signature is the pile of S and has her partners uh, batter the opponent and throw them into the Alpha and she will do a Baron Corbin-esque deep six and the other will lay on top of them to earn the pin. Jacqueline, aka the Beta, a frail Welsh woman with dark hair. She acts as though she is both frightened and in love with the Alpha. Her finisher, the Killing Blow, the Curb Stomp, and the Omega. No one knows much about the style of the Omega. She will constantly change fighting style, coming out face or heel depending on the lunar cycle. The three would enter to virgin state of mind by Kay's choice. Craig, you want to talk about like that barista gimmick having obscure music? Yeah. Oh, well, we all know that song. <laughs> I'm, I'm humming it in my head right now. Not. Hungry Like the Wolf by no. Duran Duran. Um, wearing fur over their ring gear, the Titantron will show where the moon is within the lunar cycle. Only Alpha will have music when entering alone. Love you guys from Jake. I don't know. I, it's, uh... There are people listening to the podcast who will have checked to see if they've accidentally paused mm, it there. We should do that more often. <laughs> I There's a lot going on there. And it's definitely consistent, but is it any good in a crap way? I don't think it is. Mm. I appreciate the effort, though. And I like the Alpha, Omega, and Beta thing. Uh, but, that, that I mean, those are all Greek letters, and you've gone for a very... Um, what What's the word for British folklore stuff? Folklore. No, you, you know, like... Uh, Pagan, pa- pagan stuff, <laughs> pagan stuff. This I, show's I, fallen off a cliff. Yeah. You are really flagging after lunch, aren't you? I just, I just, you had a, it's you confused had, me that one. You had such a heavy lunch, you have been really flagging this it afternoon. Was, it was 100% carbs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I think it's going to be the same as previous previous weeks this year so far. Yeah. No, no signees. No signees. <laughs> And if you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you have to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers over on Patreon, which has now got its new awesome super duper revamp redo. Yeah, and any any level, any level, can, any amount. Mm-hmm. So the bottom at the moment is $5, but you can pledge $1 and you can still send in a question. Sure can. Yeah. Absolutely. This comes in from Kenneth Houston. Obviously, once you've become a pledge hammer, leave this in the community section. If you email it to me, it could get lost. So best to leave it in the Patreon community section. Kenneth Houston asks, I have a really hard two-part question for you. Imagine if you could have an Undertaker at every pay-per-view. Well, not an Undertaker, but a legend from the the greater years. Uh, That was... So you can have a basically if you can have a legend at every pay per view, yeah. uh, like it was always WrestleMania. Uh, what superstar would you choose, and what pay per view would be theirs? Oh, okay. So like a themed. So the pay-per-view. Undertaker is always going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, like every yeah, yeah. every time a WrestleMania comes around, you're like, oh, what's the Undertaker's match going to be? It's not so much the Undertaker; it's the Undertaker's streak. Because I feel like the appeal of Undertaker at WrestleMania was lessened when the streak was broken. It was just like, oh, The Undertaker's getting a match. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was like, oh, there's something really big at stake here. I say that his match with Shane McMahon did not draw you in. Well, that had so much at stake that no, one, that no one 
paid attention to and the brand split happened anyway <laughs> Shane McMahon was made just GM, anyway. GM of whatever or commissioner uh, it's um, so obviously like I, I would like a I think Undertaker's more suited for a Survivor Series thing I guess having Bray Wyatt a Bray Wyatt theme so a good Wyatt family theme for a Survivor Series if War Games became a pay-per-view Undisputed Era. That feels like their pay-per-view, doesn't but it? What he's after is a legend, so not a current uh, star. Yeah. What, Bray Wyatt isn't a legend? <laughs> Depends on what uh, era of uh, fandom you are. I would have a uh, No Way Out, and it would be the Good Great pull. Carly. Good pull with your No Way Out. That's nice. Um, I was thinking about this, uh, only because it was mentioned on um, Something to Wrestle. But there is a generation of wrestling fans who will have only heard Michael Cole do commentary because he's been doing it for 20 years mm. in this company now. And when he retires, there will be a generation of wrestling fans who will say, like, the next guy, oh, he's no Michael Cole, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that will happen. I think there will be, though. I think there will be. I think they go, oh, thank God. Oh, good. Lord. It depends on who replaced it. Cause yeah. If it's worse, have you heard who's commentating the Rumble? Oh, Jerry? It's Cole, Jerry, and JBL. Oh, wow, JBL. Why on earth would that. you do that? Mm. Well. Considering that Corey's basically doing the JBL character and he knows the product, mm. why would you just put JBL out there to just say things? To give cultaholic material. <laughs> so, Russ is probably Russ like, oh, crazy. thank God. <laughs> I've needed this. Yeah. Um, I haven't really given an answer. You're going with the great Carly. That was a joke, though. No, I don't think it was. You, you go. Let me think. Let me think. I'm going to say... Who's a, who's a legend? Uh, I'm going to say... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to say John Cena. I would like to have a, a one John Cena match a year. I think that would be always really nice at SummerSlam. I think like it's a good time for a Cena match where he can wrestle a younger guy. And, maybe, and that's the, the mm. always the same thing. It's just like, I want someone from NXT to challenge me for a match at SummerSlam. And he sometimes he'll win, sometimes he'll lose. That's nice. I like that. I can't think of anything, so move on. Cool. Ryan Sanderson asked, if you had the ability to get any wrestler to appear in the Royal Rumble, signed to another company or not, as a surprise entrant, who would it be? CM Punk. <laughs> I was going to go with Jerry Ryan, with the penis druids. With the penis druids, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, I'd pick, I'd pick Punk over Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody. Yeah, it used to be Kurt Angle, but yeah, <laughs> I've been burnt by that. Uh, Noah Trombley asks, "Do you think WWE is purposely making Raw look terrible in order to make SmackDown look like the <laughs> A show and make Fox believe they got the better deal?" To me, it felt like Raw really started nosediving when the Fox deal was announced. I know it sounds crazy, but I think WWE have done crazier things. No, they haven't. No, they have not. That's crazy. That's that's well crazy. That's conspiracy theory levels yeah. of just why would you? I genuinely think. They're all, they're all like, this is the way you put on a wrestling show. Absolutely. We're doing great yeah. stuff, and we're not gonna, but we're gonna save most of our great stuff till after the football season ends. Like that's when, like that, that's the real reason Raw's been so bad recently because they, the WWE, historically do not try when they're going up against Monday Night Football in the States. And you can tell that this week where they were not going up against football, you had a title change. Alexa Bliss topless, Braun flipping over a limo. You had big things happen. EC3 smiling on camera and then walking away. Exactly. Huge draws. Have you heard, uh, heard, have you heard why uh, the NXT debuts have been this way? Because no one knows what they're doing. That, and Vince's order, this is according to The Observer, Vince's order was, we need to get their faces on TV so that people recognise them 
So when we eventually do decide what we're going to do with them, people will then know who they are. What about the video packages? Well, wow, there's only so many that times I've had you can to play that video through. package, mate. I am glad that I don't have to watch EC3 open in that <laughs> goddamn door. Uh, what have we got next? Uh, Diamond Crusader. You may remember him mm. from last week. He was the one who revealed the fact that you have a thing for animated bunny rabbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has asked here, do you remember Space Bears? Yeah, I do. I'm currently at episode 30 of the Flickr and Myth podcast, and it's been about 10 episodes since I've heard an after credit Space <laughs> Bears story bit. Obviously, I will notice if you ever continued the story on the podcast, but do you remember Space Bears? Uh, P.S. The reason why all of your podcast, uh, awesome podcast isn't enough is because I need 14 hours of podcast per week for my part-time job. Hmm. Yes, so Space Bears, when Luke and I used to do the Flickr and Myth movie podcast about movies, the one of the working titles of Star Wars Episode 8, eight yes. was Space Bears. Yeah, so we created <laughs> our own version of what would become The Last Jedi that was mm. set after the events of The Force Awakens, but it was called Space Bears. And it was about Luke Skywalker having to work with a bunch of roly-poly, cuddly space bears. Yes, because you and I had fantasy books, this yeah. storyline, whereas essentially like um, gummy bears, but crossed over with Star Wars. Well, they're, you mean Ewoks? <laughs> Suppose they were. So, yeah. They were essentially Ewoks, but a bit more cuddly. And there was Bouncing a here and there and everywhere. There was a talent show. Yes, that that's they had. right. <laughs> and I ripped off a a skit from um, mm. Police Squad episode one where they were mistaking people's names and yeah. words, which is very funny. You should go check it out on YouTube. It's very good. So yes, not, I, not I, Space Bears. Don't check out. No, Space absolutely Bears. not, because it's really, really rubbish. It's not rubbish. It's I'd just say it was we rubbish. we didn't finish it. It's <laughs> <laughs> because we got very bored. We got bored. Was that the was that the start of us doing the after credits? The post maybe p creds. P creds. The hashtag p creds. Uh, Cameron Sykes asks, "What surprised you more? A new rival wrestling promotion to WWE, or the re <laughs> realization Ghostbusters Three is actually happening?" I'm a, I, yeah, definitely AEW surprised me more, even though with all the reports and stuff, Ghostbusters news just washes over me now. It's Ghostbusters 3 for me. Yeah. Came out of left field, didn't it? Like, I know Danny Aykroyd last year was saying, like, oh, we're working on things, but he's been saying that for, like, 30 mm. years. He's been saying that since the first one. We're working on another film. And you just, after a while, Danny Aykroyd says something, you're just like, all right, mate. Yeah, we've heard it all before, Dan. Yeah, maybe I'm confusing surprised with cared. Mm, yeah. Because I, I just... I'm not surprised by either, but I care about the AEW one. I was, I was stunned at how little you cared about this when I was mm. telling you about it over pizza yeah. last night. God, what an eventful pizza I that was. I was so excited. The to Revival are well. uh, handed in their notice. Ghostbusters 3 is happening. I, I, I got to show that teaser trailer to my wife when I got home, mm. and she was like, was that it? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, is that it? It's the theme song. It's the song from the start of the first movie. But it's not sung by Fallout Boy, so I don't care. Yeah, with a rap. Uh, Marcel Jura has got our final mailbag question for this week. He says, I do listen to you guys a lot. Bracket. In fact, I've not missed one episode, news or podcast, since Luke arrived. So, Close brackets. So Marcel sent us in that lovely German care package. He certainly did, mm. yes. Oh, you had the mulled wine over Christmas. We didn't get to drink Tasty. on the Christmas episode, yeah, did we? Yeah. Uh, and I have the feeling we share a lot of opinions and taste, not only in wrestling, but also in comic books, games and movies. So when I hear something from you guys I would never agree on, it feels odd. Ooh. For example... 
The street profits do sweet nothing for me, and I can't see anything exciting in their matches, characters, or promos. It is a strange feeling. Like, just like when a friend of mine tried to explain to me that Randy Orton is an interesting character. My question is, what are some views of the other wrestle talkers you cannot understand even with goodwill? Love you, bye. Swabian pasta guy, Marcel. Yeah, that, that delicious crisp. It did look pasta. like crisps. It looks and so I, much like crisps. I was going to say, I was not the only person who made that mistake, because someone else picked them up and said, like, oh, crisps. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, d- I guess, uh, well, I, I don't know if I have any, but Randy Datsun cannot comprehend that people actually like red wine and dark chocolate and stuff that isn't Ribena and candy. Yeah. And he's just there. Like, I just, he, he, he said the other week, uh, no, no, you're, you're all just lying. You're all pretending. I was like, <laughs> it's not, it's not possible. It's not possible that taste buds mature and you like different tastes when you get older. It's he's incredible. like, no, no, eating his lemon curd sandwich on white bread. It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? Before I was 30, I did not like olives. Yeah. And I did not like mushrooms. But since turning 30, I know I love olives. And I, yeah. and I eat mushrooms so much more now than I would have done, ever done previously. I'm even starting to come around to cauliflower, which I've never particularly been big on. And, that, and there was a period in time where I was like, don't like this red wine stuff, it's very bitter. But then all of a sudden, I turned, I think I was probably about 19, and I had some, and I was like, this is a taste sensation. This, this is, is a, excellent. The nectar of the gods. I, I want more of this. My dad was furious because <laughs> he, like, what red wine buys had to go up in stale. I was 25. Sentence. I opened the fridge of my shared flat and I smelt someone Stilton, and I used to hate the smell of that. Mm. And that, like a pregnant woman, I just got this urge. I ate that whole damn piece of Stilton. <laughs> it was, and ever since, I'm a big Stilton fan. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think that's what you were asking, Marcel. I think you probably wanted a lot more wrestling stuff in there. No, I think that's probably uh, one. Well, I, I'd I, say we widely agree on most things. Yeah. Which is weird when we when we disagree on Is stuff. there anything that you see in the comments that you disagree with? Um, when people say Laurie's better or when you're better. Like, that, I'm yeah. just here for Luke. I disagree strongly with that. I don't know that uh, or Cultaholic are better. <laughs> uh, those bits. Uh, but most of the criticism I wholeheartedly agree with. You shout too much. Yep. You, your titles are too alluring. You, you made me click a title. <laughs> like a, Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's anything in the wrestles. Uh, to me and Laurie ever disagree on something? I don't think so. Although I will say, though, that like, I think the Street Profits are ace. Mm. I think they're so, so good. That's probably because like me and Laurie on the NXT review were just talking about how awesome the Street Profits are. Like I, I just think that Montez Ford is just like, he is a big ball of charisma. You, like, you've predicted he'll be a WWE champion. Like the top to one, yeah, not yeah. just a champion. Yeah, no, I think, I think he has to be mm. at and some point. Until they wrestle on a takeover, I don't care. That S- is, funny enough, what the title of our video is basically about. What? Why haven't they pushed them? They've been there for years and they haven't mm. done anything so far. They've not even had like a throwaway takeover match. So, uh, of course, takeover is next weekend. We'll have our Wrestle League predictions up and all your all you Patreon pledges. The Wrestle League will be happening for you too. This will be the first one you can all vote for. This is like you know Royal Rumble will be the start of the first season of Wrestle League if you imagine that, and it will culminate at WrestleMania. I think I'm going to have to explain this loads of times. Yeah, because even I don't get it. Yeah, it'll it'll it's just, just a slight overlapping. There's ours a slight ends at overlapping. Royal Rumble, though, right? Ours ends at Royal Rumble, deciding the punishment and the winner. 
but then it also begins at Royal Rumble. So the, the Royal Rumble predictions count as both the end of the current one that we're doing, and they are also the beginning to act as a good jumping on point for everyone for the next season. I think I follow. So all the ones apart from our Rumble predictions will be wiped, mm -hmm. and we'll start again from the Rumble predictions. Also, there's a lot riding on TakeOver and Rumble, yeah. because we're all joint on points going into it thanks to NXT TakeOver UK well also thanks to me being screwed oh it's an announcer's desk <laughs> not a table tell that to comments got an agony arts request here sent back in November uh, from vacant I'm currently 17 years old and studying in 12th standard as you may know this is the last year of the school or as you may not know I suppose because I wouldn't have known that uh, my uh, I'm very good at so like year 12 yeah yeah um, I think the English is not the first language my very good at study I'm saying it's very good at studying but I really don't want to go to college and I don't want to do more studying I'm six foot four inches in pretty good shape and I want to use my body to become a pro wrestler can you tell me how I should approach my parents about this I don't know mm. how they're gonna react though my dad is a casual WWE fan and here in India there are not many pro wrestling schools so I'll have to go to another country please help me how to approach my parents and should I go to college the easiest way to, to, to make this work is to is to lie and say hey I've been accepted in this really so parents what do they like lawyer stuff medicine they like the, mm -hmm. the banking jobs those are all secure well for, <laughs> for the meantime and you, you just you just lie and you say I've been accepted as th on a medicine scholarship to study the medicine and they'll go, oh my god, I didn't, I, you've never studied, you've never really done any science stuff, that's amazing. And you go, yes, I'm going to have to move to another country though. And in my spare time, I'm going to study wrestling. So they already know about the wrestling, and then later when it comes out that all the academic stuff was a lie, they'll just be angry at you for that rather than the wrestling. I would just be upfront and honest about it and just say that you don't want to study. Um, if you don't think that going to college will benefit you in any way, just say... This is what I want to do. There are wrestling schools all over the world now who will be very accommodating to uh, people. And um, yeah, just say that this is what I want to do. You're currently in a position in your life where you don't have any dependents. So it's time you can take these risks. So just be upfront and honest about it and just say, this is what I want to do. So you, you, you went serious there. Oh, were you not serious? yours not serious? No, answer? of course <laughs> mine wasn't serious. I would say do that, yeah. But also say... That you're gonna the get a job. Thing. You're gonna get a job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you need a job anyway. You yeah. don't want. You can't. As great as it would be to pursue your dream full time, I don't think even the people who did that say that's a good idea. Yeah. So you should. You should definitely d d graft hard. Uh, you, you know, seventeen through to thirty. That's that's hard grafting time. I'm at the other end of that. <laughs> but you graft hard. You work a job in the day. You progress your career. But in the evening. You're like a superhero. You've got another identity. You train hard at wrestling and you train at weekends. Or you do it the other way around because you might be training uh, during the day yeah, so you yeah, have to you get a job that. in the evening. Mm -hmm. Like at a, at a cinema or something. Something yeah. with late hours, but not too late hours. Don't You don't want to work like bar jobs a where you might be there till like 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah. You want to like cinema, which has got a definitive closing time. Uh, this is another Agony Arts request, obviously, from Vacant. Hi, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Andy now, too. Nope. This was sent in November, so okay. you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, remember me? I sent an email about liking this girl in high school, but we didn't know each other very well. Well, life's kind of weird now. 
Ooh. I've been stalking her for three months and I haven't done much. Also by stalking, I meant trying to get to know her schedule and try to drop subtle hints about my feelings. Okay, so... I mean, trying to get and know her schedule still sounds like that stalking. That sounds like stalking, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask her out for the winter formal with this flower that she made out of leaves. Sounds like a flower. Uh, I was going to take it and ask her well, out. The flower has petals. Which are a type of... Petal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the flower disappeared the day before I was going to do it. And I've also gotten to know that there's another guy who likes her and apparently likes the complete and she likes completely the other person. Uh, and the worst part is that my parents know that I like a girl at school and they're not the type of people, spelled PPL, that are okay with me dating in school. And well, I've just had so many things telling me not to keep crushing on her and I've had to make a call to stop stalking her and I'm basically not liking her anymore. Deep down I know that I will still like her, but I tell myself that I don't. I've messed up my life really badly and I need you guys to tell me that I've made the right decision. P.S. Her and I have gotten to know each other a lot recently and I always drop hints that uh, there's more to us than friends and sometimes she's blushed right at me and she's also kind of stalked me. Thanks guys, please help. Please help. Well, you haven't... You haven't destroyed your life because you're so how old you're. Well, he doesn't say, but he's he's in school. high school. Yeah, yeah so, so absolutely not. So I would say he's at most seventeen. Yeah, maybe even sixteen. Twelve standard. Tell me what standard. <laughs> That's not a thing I've ever heard, by the way. Well, a he's an Indian. Oh, okay. He so did like say that in the year is yeah. standards right. Um, but the yeah, I wouldn't advise stalking at no. all. But it sounds like maybe I'm hoping you're joshing, well, and it's not really. Stalking. It could be as well that like kids today it's a different word for them mm. you know what i mean like maybe like aubergine yeah exactly or eggplant for our american listeners mm. maybe stalking now to kids just means i went to her facebook page you know what i mean yeah maybe like, stalking to us means like camping outside their house uh following their car to while they go to work or go to school or something like that to Luke that would that would me that sounds to me like stalking. Misspent youth over here. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was too busy trying to play, complete Castlevania. Did you not listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's probably right. You, you Facebook stalk someone, don't you? But and that's quite a quite a normal thing to do. I don't, I don't even use Facebook that much anymore. No. Uh, but the yeah, you should you should probably admit how you feel to her. I wouldn't really. I mean, you're you're a legal adult. I'm assuming if you're 16, so your parents not being cool with you dating at school—that's ridiculous, and they need to get over themselves. But uh, if she likes another person, I don't know. You should probably just tell her how you feel in the least stalky, creepy way possible, mm. and and don't stalk. Yes, yes, never ever do the stalking part. That I think is just. I think that just needs to be said. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap this episode up, but uh, we did get an email. We'd read this out in the NXT review, but I thought it might be of interest to you as well. From Pete, WrestleTyke Pete. WrestleTyke Pete. Who uh, got himself in a little bit of hot water with Laurie in this email because he calls himself WrestleTalk's resident pokey nerd. Ooh, pokey off. And it Pikachu! Did, it did feel like a bit of a pokey off at a while. Like yeah. I could almost feel Laurie, who is literally the resident pokey nerd of WrestleTalk, was like, this guy's trying to step on my turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get all up on my beard. It's 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 the battle of like nice guys with tattoos. Laurie's not a nice guy. Laurie's a lovely. No, guy. he's a killer. <laughs> Cold-hearted killer. But he he uh, gave us some um, like Pokemon facts that he thought you might be interested in. So I sure. thought I'd read them out to you. I've got a fact that's kind of 
like a Pokemon fact, so I'll I'll chip in at the end. Uh, one of them is Pikachu wasn't originally supposed to be the mascot of the franchise and Ash's partner. Knew it. Who was it meant to be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu! No. Uh, Jigglypuff. Yeah, I okay. So as I said in the NXT review, could have been Detective Piggly, uh, Pigglyjuff. Jiggly, whatever his name is. I don't care. He's crap in Smash Brothers. Clefable <laughs> um, or Clefable? Clefable. Clefable and Gengar are said to be two halves of the same Pokemon, each representing the light and dark respectively. Hmm. Uh, the legendary uh, Pokemon Mewtwo is said to have been cloned using DNA from Mew. Yeah. There are some failed... What do you think this is? No, no. Well, I know that part. Oh. That's like that's what the first movie was based on. But there were some failed attempts before Mewtwo was born. Huh. Uh, there's a theory that suggests Ditto is a failed <gasps> Mewtwo clone. That's cool. Since only Ditto and Mew can learn transform by regular methods. Both are the same color, and their shiny colors are the same too. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? So uh, he's uh, Peter said, tune in next time for your next dose of useless Pokemon facts and theories, which are mediocre at best. Hey, I think that should be widened beyond Pokemon. And just like facts. I love just little facts. I love little nuggets of facts. Yeah. Do you yeah. want a nugget right now? I'd love one. So I said it was kind of like a Pokemon. It's about seahorses. <laughs> which are kind of like... Yeah, the, which, exactly. It's the Pokemon of the sea. That's the closest real life has to a Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's one that legit looks like a seahorse. I can't remember what it's called. Seahorsey. Seahorsey. Uh, so the Greek for, for, for seahorse is Hippos. Hippos being horse. But uh, Philip, the name Philip, is Philos, love, uh, uh, Hippos, horse, Philippos, uh, lover of horses. So that's where that comes from. But yeah, so you've got horse, which is Hippos, and sea monster. So they saw the, the, the seahorse as a horse sea monster. And the Greek for sea monster is Campus, which might be where Krampus and all that stuff comes from in, in German mythology. So you've got Hippos... Campus. Does that sound like anything, Luke? Hippocampus. Hippocampus, the part of your brain at the back, which is shaped like a seahorse. Which that's look why at... it's called a hippocampus. Well, you see, I was fully on board with that, but you did this with anecdote last week, I believe, yes. on the Russell, and someone corrected you in the comments saying that it's that's completely incorrect. But. They said it on the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, this person claimed to be Greek. Hey, what? So you're well. There's t there's loads of versions of Greek. There's two versions. I don't know why all my anecdotes are Greek. Uh, <laughs> all my facts are Greek. I think he the commenter said that it was actually more like it's funny joke as opposed to. No, I'm talking about ancient Greek where this comes from. He's probably talking about modern Greek, of which there are two different dialects. <laughs> Look, I don't want to correct a man on his own native language. <laughs> But I'm talking about the ancient version of your language. So I, I'm right. Yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure? sure. I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. This is all falling apart now. Okay. And you've gone so far deep into this, oh. you've taken away the timer, so I can't even see how long this has gone. 85% fact. Anecdote, what's the etymology? Ep ep etymology. There we go. Anecdote. Uh-oh. Not published. In your face. That's what it means. An Greek means not, and ekdot uh, or what the, the the root of ekdote is publish. So unpublished things, unpublished anecdote. In your face, person who tried to correct me. But we'll never hear this because they'll probably just watch the YouTube version. Well, someone let him know. <laughs> 
someone find that comment that was left on last week's show. I, the, the great thing about where I'm at in my life is I don't let little things get to me. I do, though. I still do. Someone sent me a message yesterday that was on sarcastic Twitter. sarcastic. Oh, okay. just talked about how it did. Okay. Someone sent me a message on Twitter that just said, I know it's not a big deal, but you got the Naomi Jimmy thing wrong. And you also, and it was actually you that said this, um, you also said the Crucifix powerbomb spot in the Rey Mysterio match came after the Canadian story and actually came beforehand. I just think that you're bad at taking notes. And I, I just tweet about it. I was like, if it's not a big deal, why did you tag me? <laughs> That's even worse sometimes. I know. It made me feel than, awful. Than I was going to just, bed. Yeah, it made me feel really, really bad. Um, and the worst of it is, because, and I, I asked this as well, I was like, you only tagged me in it. And their replies were, it's because Ollie doesn't come on Twitter, so there's no point messaging yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your mistake. It's going on Twitter. But I yeah. like talking to people on Twitter. I think it's fun. Yeah. But anyway. That's all we've got time for on this show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Busy, busy week next Ooh. week. Bonus podcast out the wazoo, because we'll have predictions for NXT TakeOver Phoenix and the Royalist of Rumbles. Do you have any inkling of who might win the Rumble. Does it even feel like there is a Royal Rumble this year? Pikachu. Pikachu's going to win. Pikachu! So we'll uh, we'll have all of that (laughs) along with with, uh, our regular Raw and Smackdown reviews and NXT reviews uh, and probably the Saturday show as well. Mm -hmm. So, busy, busy week next week. Hope you enjoy it all. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.